0: officers were found innocent and now we got a whole world that won't listen to the police. Man, the police tell you to do something, follow those instructions. The policeman and woman has a right to go home to their family every night. Respect the police. There was a time in my life I didn't respect the police, but I found the Lord. Changed my life love God, love this country, love everybody, love the police. What's the matter? Michael Brown does something, and everybody thinks that they can do the same thing? Man, that's crazy. I don't care if you're Michael Brown, Michael... Jackson, Michael J. Fox, Jackie Chan. Listen to the police. They say get out the car. Get out the car. They say let me see your driver's license. Show them your driver's license. What's the matter? Teach your kids to respect the police. And then what's up with this Confederate flag thing? That's driving me crazy. Why aren't we flying our American flag? Man, we're in this greatest country in the world. We don't even fly our own American flag. Quit worrying about the Confederate flag. Start flying the American flag. There's soldiers still fighting for our freedom, defending us today. I'm sending young men and women out of this church every year when they graduate. They're going to our armed forces, Marines, the Army, the Navy, the Air Force. Praise God. They love God. They love Jesus. They love this country. And and we want to fight over some Confederate flag. Fly the American flag. Let me tell you this, too. I may not be as Christian as you think I am if you walk on a flag around me. Because I'm telling you, I asked somebody the other day, why am I so patriotic? I'm 43 years old. They said, Brother Mark, because we're losing our freedom. Them. Wake up, America. Use your brain. We're losing our freedoms. Teach the kids to respect their adults, respect the police, respect the teachers in the school, respect God, respect this country. Come on now, help me out here It's Candy Creek Cowboy Church. We love you. We want you to know we got to learn to respect others, do unto others as ye want done unto you. Respect the police. Respect America. Don't walk on a flag around me. Any agree with that tonight? Amen. That, that was yeah. Amen. I'll take that. Testy one two, Amen. How I many agree with that tonight? I, I'm not running to my kids' aids when they make a mistake. They make a mistake, I hold them accountable. They do something stupid, they get their stuff taken away from. Them, they get my boy is 21 years old. Don't think I can't spank him. As long as he lives in my house, I'll wear his big behind out. Your kids, they need that from you. I just threatened one and scared one over there. I don't know what happened. How many believe that we should fly our American flags? I want to. I, I want to make a challenge to you. I want to make a challenge to you. Go to find you an American flag and hang it from your house. 911. Who remembers 911? Everybody went and got a flag. Flags were flown all over the place. I know the Confederate flag is an important flag. It's about our history, but we're still living today, so we should fly the American flag. And no one, no one, no one should take that freedom from us. Amen. I want to say that I found this story this morning. I want to share it with you. It just touched my heart. I thought about me going down to the Cowboy Church in Santa Fe Sunday. Thought about their new mission statement. Thought about how important it is, brothers and sisters, for us to love everybody. How many have ever felt, and I want to be honest tonight, how many, is is there anybody here tonight that has ever felt like they didn't fit in somewhere? Like they didn't fit fit in, they didn't feel included? That's a bad feeling. That's a bad feeling. That's why I love this church. That's why I'm reaching out to you to help me to go out and witness to these people. Some of you just get in in the mindset, I gotta go with this person, or I gotta go with this person. Meet these new people. Take them out to eat. Take them over to your house. Buy them a sandwich. Write them a card. Get to know them by first name basis. Nobody likes to feel like they, they're not included. I wasn't a popular kid when I was a kid I had buck teeth I'm really serious I had buck teeth when I was a kid I what my parents never gave me lunch money not one time in my life I had to wear a Kmart uh uh, uh 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 what were those pants rough riders or what were they called? I can't remember what rustlers and, and, and tough skins y'all remember tough skin blue jeans Someone said if, if President Kennedy would have been wearing some tough skins on his head, he'd still been around. You couldn't tear them, you couldn't tear them <laughs> jeans up. I wore rustlers. Tough skins. Everything we got came from Kmart. Anybody like that here? And one time they brought me home some Velcro shoes. They ought to outlaw Velcro shoes. <laughs> You want to feel like an outcast? Wear some Velcro shoes. If you got some on tonight, I'm sorry. I just had to throw that out there for free. Everybody looking at people's feet saying, they got Velcro shoes. I didn't fit in. I didn't fit in where I went. I didn't fit in at school, so I had, to, I had to be funny. I had to fight. I had to build a reputation. We're all God's children. And God don't make mistakes and God don't make junk. And you think about it, nobody likes to feel rejected nobody and I found this story and it touched my heart when we built that mission statement when I went over there the other day and met with that church they didn't even have a mission statement we built a mission statement off the uh, uh, Matthew 25 and I found this story and I said Lord I need to share this with my church and ask some real people in this real church to really be praying for that place down there that they would break out and 50 people that are coming would get saved this weekend How many have ever been with me and i preached at a fall festival, a funeral, a big setting? In a Man, how many have seen 500 hands go up at one time when we do an altar call? I'm believing that all 50 of those people can get saved this weekend. I'm believing that revival can break out. I, I, even the saved, I'm preaching to the saved that they would get on fire. Tonight, I'm preaching to you that are saved, that you would get on fire for God. I never like it when I'm lazy for God. I'm going to just tell you that right now. Sometimes I get lazy. We all get lazy. But man, when it comes to doing God's work, I don't like it if I get lazy. Because he's done so much to me and for me. I said to me, he has done so much to me. He has changed the way I talk, the way I walk, the way I love, the way I treat people. He has done so much to me. I need to give back. It starts with me and it starts with you folks. I found this story and I want to read it to you. And if you have Kleenexes, go ahead and get those Kleenexes out. Is that a word, Kleenex? That's what we're calling it. It's called Shoes in Church. Saw it on Facebook this morning. I copied it and I pasted it. I didn't write it. But I want to share it with you. No talking. I showered and I shaved. I adjusted my tie. I got there and I sat down in the pew just in time, bowing my head in prayer as I closed my eyes. I saw the shoes of the man next to me touching my own shoe. I said, man, why is this guy touching me with his dirty shoe? With plenty of room on either side, I thought, why must our souls touch? It bothered me. His shoe was touching mine. But it didn't bother him that much. A prayer began. The preacher began to pray, Our Father, but I couldn't hear what he said. I thought this man with his shoes has no pride. They're dusty. They're worn. They're scratched. Even worse, there's holes on the side. And the worst thing about it, his soul is touching me. Thank you for blessing. The prayer went on. The shoe man said a quiet amen when the preacher got done praying. I tried to focus on the prayer, but my thoughts were on his shoes again. Aren't we supposed to look our very best when we go to church? When walking through these doors, well, this certainly isn't his, I thought, glancing towards the floor, looking at the soles of his shoes Then the prayer was ended and the song began to praise. The shoe man was certainly loud, sounding proud as he sang. His voice lifted the rafters. His hands were raised high. The Lord could surely hear the shoe man's voice from the sky. He was so loud. It was time for the offering, and I threw in what was very steep. I watched the shoe man reach into his pocket so deep. I saw what he was pulling out. What the shoe man put in and I heard a soft clink as when the silver hit the tin. The sermon was really boring to me to tears and that's no lie. It was the same for the shoe man but tears fell from his eyes. At the end of the service as it was custom here we greet new visitors and show them all good cheer. But I felt moved somehow and I wanted to meet the man with the bad shoes so after the closing prayer i reached over and i shook his hand he was old and his skin was dark and his hair was truly a mess but i thanked him for coming for being our guest he said my name is charlie and i'm glad to meet you my friend there were tears in his eyes but he had a large wide grin let me explain he said wiping tears from his eyes I've been coming here for three months and you're the first one to ever say hi. I know that my parents, it's not like all the rest, but I really do try to always look my best. I always clean and polish my shoes before my very long walk, but by the time I get here, they're dirty and dusty and they're like chalk. My heart was filled with pain And I swallowed to hide my tears as he continued to apologize for his appearance. My heart began to break. He said, when I get here, I must look a sight. I must look a mess. But I thought if I could touch you, maybe our souls could touch. And our souls might unite. I was silent for a moment, not knowing what to say. I spoke from my heart this time and not from my head. He I said Charlie you have touched me and you have taught me the biggest part. The best part of any man or woman is not found what's on their feet it's what's in their heart. The rest I thought this shoe man will never know. Man, people come in and out of this church. Every week people say we have so many visitors. I don't even know these people. They come in and they go out, they come in, they go out, they come in, they go out. Brothers and sisters, help me. Help the Lord. Help this church. You can do something. You can meet these people. You can let your shoe touch their shoe. You can let your soul touch their soul. I got something I tell my, my friends, my brothers, my, my people that are really close in my inner circle. I, I tell them we're linked up. I oh, say, man, we're linked up. We're linked up. We'll be thinking the same thing. We'll be doing the same thing. They could be halfway across the world, and we're thinking the same thing and doing the same thing. Why? Because our souls have united. God has put us together for a bigger and better purpose. And God put this church in Grangerland, and he loved these people so much. God loved you and God loved these people so much that He sent us. Listen, teenagers, wake up, set up, pay attention. He sent us to minister, to love, to hold, to help, to try to make a difference. I'll never forget the first time I was here and the young man had drove up in a red Dodge pickup and he had a 357 Magnum sitting in his lap. I thought it was my neighbor, Don. He's got a red four-door Dodge pickup. That red four-door Dodge pickup drove through that cattle guard out there. I said, what does Don want? I'm busy today. Well, the truck stopped out there halfway between here, the church, and, and here. So I, I, hey, 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 uh, I, I stop playing with that. I, I said, here, I said, what does Don want? What's he doing? Let me, let, me, let me see what's happening. So I started to walk out there, and I said, man, I'm, I don't want to walk. So I jumped in my truck. I drove out there, but it wasn't Don. It was another man with a truck like Don's. And his truck was like, like I, I, it was exactly like Don's. And I looked over there and I said, hey, can I help you? And I looked at him and his eyes looked at my eyes and he was bawling like a baby. He said, my wife left me. She took the kids. She took the kids and she's gone. And I, I, And I don't think she's ever coming back. And we're about to lose our home. And I've been looking all day for a place to commit suicide. I'm looking for a place to commit suicide. I said, brother, you don't want to do that. Can I tell you that right now? You don't want to do that. There's somebody in here like me and there's somebody in here like the leadership in this church that cares so much about you that you don't need to slice your legs up. You don't need to slice your arms up. You don't need to commit suicide. You don't need to run out there and jump in bed with every boy. You don't need to run out there and jump in bed with every girl. God accepts you. God loves you. You don't have to break the law to fit in. I got out. I didn't know he had a gun. I may not have got out if I knew he had a gun. I got out and I eased over to the window and I said, my friend, God's got a plan for you and he can put your marriage back together. And I looked down and I saw that gun. I knew he meant business. I knew he had meant business. I knew he really was going to think about committing suicide. I said, do you go to church somewhere? He said, well, I used to. I said, do you believe in Jesus? He said, I do. I said, do you believe he can fix all things? He said, I do. I said, can I have your gun? He thought about it for a minute. I said, I just want to keep it for a little while. If you'll give it to me, I just want to hold on to it for a minute. He handed me that gun and went over there and I stuck it in my truck. And The Gideons were here that Sunday. God loved the Gideons. The Gideons were here, and I had a Gideon Bible in my truck. And I went back over there, and I opened up that Bible to Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And then I flipped it to John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave us one and only Son. And whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. But I don't stop at 3.16 because that's too easy I go on to 317 where it says that God didn't send his son to condemn the world but to save the world. And God is going to rescue you and put your family together. About a month later, he showed back up. Got him a new trailer house. Sometimes, man, all it takes is a new trailer house. He said, man, I want to show you my trailer house. He lives over there in Vic and Connie's neighborhood. I followed him over there his kids were playing in the yard, his wife came out, she waved, he said, we're doing good, can I have my gun back? (laughs) You know, thank God, thank God that he cares about us and And I found this scripture and he cares about that church and he cares about us and he cares about these teenagers and he cares about our children, our lambs. He cares about our teachers in the school. He cares about our police and he cares about our military and he cares about our senior citizens. God, if we could only care more. I know this is going over some of your heads and some of you don't even care. But I pray you hear something right here in this scripture. That's going to change your life forever because it changed mine. I preached this years ago. Open your Bibles to Matthew 25, 31. If you've ever felt like you're not accepted, like you're the odd man out, like there's three or four in the corner laughing and joking about you, no one likes that. And these scriptures are important to our heart today. And and I want to assure you, as long as I am the pastor of this church, I'm going to do everything in my power to make every one of you feel included. Somebody say amen. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to do everything in my power. I hope my sons help me. I hope my wife helps me. I hope my elders help me. I hope my leaders in the church help me make everyone in this church feel included. Because it's not a good feeling to feel excluded. This scripture here, man, changed my whole life. There's a separation. There's a separation period coming. I want you to understand. I want you to hear that. Listen as I read. Matthew 25, 31. Boy, he's wound up tonight. How long do you think he's going to go? Four hours. Get ready. Matthew 25, 31. Got my Bible? Got my Bible? When a son of man comes in all his glory, and all the angels with him, he will set on his glorious throne. All the nations will gather before him, and he will, watch this. Now this is the son of man comes. Who's the son of man? When Jesus comes. Now watch all the nations will be gathered, verse 30, 32, all the nations will be gathered before him, the son of man, and he will separate the people, one from another, as sheep, as a shepherd separates the sheeps from the goats, and he will put the sheep on his right, and the goats on his left, then the king will say to those on the right, come, come, you are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. This kingdom is prepared for you since the creation for the world. And this is what Jesus said For when I was hungry, say that with me, for when I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat, I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink, I was a stranger. And you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was imprisoned, and you came and visited me. I need somebody to help me. Uh, Billy, stand up. Move over just a little bit. Move over just a little bit. Stay right there. Everyone to the right of Billy, come stand over here on this side. Get up. Come stand over here. Everybody else stay seated. Everyone on this side of the building, come stand right over here. This is my right. Make room. Scoot up. Scoot up against the wall. Move. 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 Definitely want to get in on this. Side. <clears throat> Let me read this to you. Everybody's smiling, everybody's laughing, everybody's having a good time. It's all fun. This is how it's going to go down. Let me read this to you again. Can I read it to you one more time? Let me read it to you one more time. I hope I can find it. When the Son of Man comes in all his glories and all his angels with him, he will set on his glorious throne all the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another and the sheep separated from the goats and he will put the sheeps on his right and the goats on his left. Everybody else go this way. Y'all make room. Scoot back. Make a little room. God bless you. Thank you for helping. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come. Come. You who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. You ought to be praising God right now. This whole kingdom is prepared for the sheep. And this is what he says to the goats. Make no mistake, once the separation comes, you're going to be looking over here wanting to come back, but you can't come back. Say this was it. This was it. Say this was it. This was tonight. The separation period started right now. You can't get with the sheep once the separation starts. And some churchy people, some people that have been going to church and know everything and always try to make it their way and always got to fight for this, gossip, lies, slander. Listen, goat. You're going to hell. In the separation, he just said that that this. I'm going to show you. Pay attention. Y'all need to hear because I don't know who's who in this church, but I'm just trying to do an illustration. Don't act all high and mighty over on this side because I don't know who's who. God knows who who. Come on, somebody. So watch this. Oh, this is good stuff. Then the king will say on his right, Come. You are blessed by my Father. Take your inheritance. The kingdom was created for you. I was hungry. I was thirsty. I was naked. I was in prison. You visited me. Then the righteous will answer. Now this is the goats. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you? Or when did we see you thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in? When? No, no, this is still the sheep's talking, my bad. Then the righteous will say, answer him. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in needing clothes? When did we visit you when you were sick or you was in prison? Verse 40 said, Then Jesus replied, Truly I tell you, whenever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Come on, somebody, praise him. You can praise him I don't know where you I'm just telling you, I'm just praising. I'm just doing the illustration. When you did it for the least of these, you did it for me. When you give in your other's offering, when you sow in your tithes, when you go and check on the sick, when you come and you open a gate, when you're you're here and you're picking up trash or you're trying to straighten up, you did it for the least of these, you did it for me, Jesus says. That's a good feeling. Well, I just want to jump. I wish I was a rabbit. Watch this. Then he will say to those on his left, Now listen, then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, now you listen, listen. Take your sunglasses off and listen to me. For when I was hungry, you gave me nothing to eat. For when I was thirsty, you gave me nothing to drink. For I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your house. I needed clothes, but you didn't give me anything to wear. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't come to visit me. They will also, now the the ones over here, the goats, they will also answer, they will also answer, Lord. When did we see you hungry and thirsty and a stranger needing clothes and sick or in prison? And we did not help you. He will reply, truly I tell you, whoever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Verse 46 is very important because I don't know where you stand tonight. I'm, I'm being honest today. I'm being honest. Then they will go away to eternal punishment. And the righteous will go away for eternal life. Now if you want to go with the sheeps, go with the sheep right now. What are y'all standing there for? Squeeze in. Move somebody over. Jump on the back of a sheep. You ever seen a sheep full of penis sheep? Listen, listen, listen. Scoot in there. Scoot in there. Scoot back. Scoot back. Let them in. Let him in. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Be quiet. Close your eyes. Hey, get away from everybody. Move back. Let everybody have their self. Right, get, get your hands off everybody. Move away. Let somebody have their self. Close your eyes. I don't want nobody to see this. Close your eyes. I'm looking at you. Don't look at me. You're a cheater. How many times did you not help somebody? How many, how many have you ever been in a situation where we didn't help somebody? Raise your hand. Put your hand down. How many times have we had plenty, but we held on to it out of greed? Raise your hand. A lot of hands going up, a lot of hands staying down. How many times you saw somebody just thirsty for God, but you didn't invite them to church? Raise your hand if that was you. You knew their life was a wreck, and you could give them the living water, but you were afraid to ask. You were afraid to invite. How many times you seen somebody need some clothes? Some kids need some back-to-school clothes, a single mom, a single dad. You got a little extra or you got something in your closet, but you hang on to that. How many times has there been somebody in need and you turned them away? Raise your hand. Don't be be honest before God because you're over there in the sheep pen, but some of y'all need to go to the goat pen. How many after tonight say, you know what? All this material stuff don't matter anymore. Look at me when I'm talking. Look at me. Look up. Look up. How many are saying tonight that this material stuff, this money, these clothes, these shoes, these cars, they mean nothing? We need to be out doing something. We need to be loving people. We need to be making a difference. Together we can do a lot, folks. I mean that from my heart. Together we can do a lot. I'm not always available. Some of my elders and their wives, they're not always available. Make yourself available. Become a sheep. Become a sheep of Jesus's. Talk is so cheap. This is where you learn. This is where you learn that talk is cheap. When did I see you hungry? When did I see you thirsty? When did I see you when you didn't help somebody? You didn't help me. Give God a praise. Take your seats. Amen. real quiet, real quiet guys grab your seats I'm going to fold this up and I'm going to take it down there with me this week I think and I'm done here tonight I am done I am done but we serve God a second chances tonight Praise God for that tonight. I'm not telling you to put your family in danger. That would be wrong for me to do. I'm not telling you to put yourself in a bind because that would be wrong for me to do. But I am telling you what the Bible says. And what I have learned If God brings them to us and we got that opportunity to minister and help, He's going to take care of us no matter what the situation is. I'll finish with this story. A couple years ago, I think me and Vic and Joe and Brother Jimmy, they were helping me move some cars from Waco to Uh, we were going down to buy some cars they were helping me bring them back and on our way down there we were talking about the Lord and we were talking about church and we were just having some great fellowship and there was a car broke down on the side of the road and something inside of me said stop and help that man and we flew by him brother because I drive like 50 and uh Can y'all imagine me getting to heaven? I'm going to slide right up to them pearly gates, man. They're like, woo, let me in. Jack. My name's on the list. Hallelujah. (laughs) Smoke coming off my tennis shoes and cowboy boots. That's how I'm going in, man. Uh That's how I'm going in. Picture that. Say that when I die. Y'all stand up here and say, man, he went in. Those boots were smoking, man, as he went in. I flew by him at about 80, 85, and the Holy Spirit said, turn around. Man, I was in a hurry. I was tired. It's hot. I could tell he'd had a blowout. He was sitting there figuring out what he was going to do. I told the guys in the car, "Man, we got to go back and help that guy." Somebody said we might be late for the auction. I said it'd be all right. We're going to help that guy. God said we got to help that guy. Every one of them was for it. Everybody was excited. Let's go help him. We pulled up and Vic, did we change the tire for him? We had to go get him a tire. He did, he didn't have a spare, so now we're really delayed. We had to go buy him or get him a spare. We had to go find one, and the nearest town was like 25 miles over there. We were in the middle of nowhere. He got in the car, and he just felt a little down. He just felt a little depressed. He, 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 he felt, we felt like something was going on. Well, we began to minister to him, and we showed up, and it was a hot day like today. How many believe it was hot today? He didn't have no water. He didn't have no nothing. It was a hot day like today. He was happy to see us. He jumped in the car. We were headed to get him a tire. We started talking to him, asking him what he was doing. He began to tell us that he was a preacher. And he was sitting on the side of the road. He was thirsty. He was hungry. And he needed a little help. And if I'm correct, Vic, tell him. He said, I just got through praying and asking God to send me some help. And here you guys come. And I said, How you doing, man? I'm Pastor Mark Grimes from Caney Creek Cowboy Church, and these are my elders in the church. And we're honored to help you today. And we're honored to be used by God today. We talked about that for months. He told us how his church was going downhill. And how he just needed to get away and get his mind right. He went to a place called Piney Shores. He told his wife, he said, baby, you take care of the house. I got to go get my heart right with Jesus if I'm going to minister to these people. He drove all the way to Piney Shores. He spent three days out there getting a a, a sabbatical. Let me tell you, sometimes I'm on a sabbatical. Sometimes uh, if you don't get a hold of me, if I don't call you right away, if I don't email you right back, I may be just in prayer because the work is plentiful, but the labors are few, and I'm growing weary. That's why I need your help. God needs your help. Chris, sit down. God needs your help. Will you be a goat? Will you be a sheep? When separation comes, will you be the one on the right or will you be the one on the left? So he said, he said, man, he said, I prayed you guys showed up. Now we're on the way to get a tire. Man, we started telling stories about how good God was and I saw a smile on his face. You could tell that God had ministered to that pastor at the retreat, those three days in that sabbatical. You could tell that God had just done a powerful work in him But then God confirmed it. Watch this. Pay attention. Then God confirmed it by having Christian people show up. Now, I don't know much about religion, but I'm going to tear you out on this. So don't send me an email because I don't know a lot about religion. But there's a confirmation class that my wife had to go through as a Lutheran. And if I was going to join the Lutheran Church, I had to go through that confirmation class. I I didn't join the Lutheran Church. I didn't have to do that. But in that confirmation class, it talks about God confirming himself. When someone walks through that door and they're broke, they're busted, they're disgusted, they're going through a divorce, their husband just died, their children are are so far away from God, there are drugs, there's alcohol, They're in financial trouble. They need confirmation that Caney Creek Cowboy Church serves a real living God. So let's let our souls touch their souls. Let's let our lives link up with their lives. And when that time comes, that kingdom will be prepared for you and for me. Oh, can you see it tonight? Can you see it tonight? Mine's going to have, a, man, man. Mine, mine's going to have a thousand acres, man. Cattle in hills and rope and pins and somebody to let the cow out and settle, man. I'm just telling you. I'm getting a ranch but if I could just sweep the floors of heaven because I'm so not worthy to go there. All of us were like Charlie. We came into this church with holes in our feet, dirty, worn out. But God met us at that door and God changed our hearts. And we should never forget that, Todd Jordan. We should never forget that. Uh, However big we grow, we should always stay connected to our people. I need your help. I need you praying for me and some that are going with me to let's build another church just like this on fire for God. Pray that this one, pray that this one continues be able to baptize Fred and baptize Connie like we're fixing to tonight that we help teenagers we're able to do some things in the community with our law enforcement I love you and I praise you tonight I hope you got something out of this because I sure did and it's been good to be in the house of the Lord let's pray together let's pray together tonight Father in heaven we come before you let us not grow weary in well-doing, Father. I challenge the ones who has been here since the very beginning to find it in their heart, to get back in their spots, to do what they can right now, to catch this fire, to, catch, to fan this flame, to get into this movement, because it's a movement, folks. We're going places, doing things. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you that we live in America where we can still have church on Wednesday night. We don't have to hide somewhere to do it. Let us not hide our flag and let us teach our kids to respect the adults and respect people. Lord, I pray for anybody that came in this place as a goat that they leave out of here as a sheep. Tomorrow, this weekend, next week, next month, you're going to be presented because God God gave me this message to give to you. You're going to be presented with an opportunity. What will you do with it? In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give God a praise, amen.